The Emperor has foreseen a new threat rising against him. The children of the Force. They must not become Jedi. Yes, Lord Vader. Welcome to Episode 8 of Children of the Force, a podcast about Star Wars by one adult and his two kids. I'm Al Nawatsky, the adult. I'm Anna, and I'm 8. I'm Liam, and I'm 6. And we have a jam-packed episode for you today. I don't know. Yep, yep. A return to form, finally. Our last two main show episodes have been without formats. One was the uh, meandering Star Wars Day Spectacular, and the other one was a mini-cast. We did do a Reaction Core episode in between there, too, um, about Overlords, which is the first episode of the Mortis arc. Uh, But still, it's been a while since we've had a proper episode, and here we are, and it's going to be a long one. Hope you're in it for the the long haul. Uh, School is out, which is... Part of the reason we're able to record this nice long episode, because we're we're in summer now, finally, which means we're going to have a lot more time, because we're going to be home, and we'll we'll be able to record more regularly, I hope. Yay! We'll yeah. And we don't need to do as much stuff. Right, right, school stuff. Yeah. 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 Like homework. Yeah. Normal homework. Right, and my job is in the school year, too, so like, I don't have to work either. I mean, working around the house, but, you know. Yeah, that's uh, not work, basically. Right, right. So, uh, let's talk about some Star Wars-y basically stuff. homework. Yes! We've been up to. It's basically um, homework. The homework. Oh, work at home? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Uh, okay, well, let's... Yeah, let's let's talk about what we've been up to with Star Wars. Um, I want to talk about how we went camping a couple weekends ago. And we went up and met some, met some of our cousins camping. And a couple of our cousins really liked talking about Star Wars with us, and I had some good long conversations. I wish about... I was in those conversations, but I didn't. I wasn't in the conversation. I think, yeah, one of them happened when we were hiking, and I think you were far up or far behind. I was far up. Yeah, and it was like a long hike, and we talked the whole time about Star Wars, and then we got back to the I campsite. was in it basically yeah. half for half in it. Yeah. Because I heard you were talking about Star Wars. Like, mm. <gasps> And then we got back to the campsite and kept talking about Star Wars. Yeah, it was kind of fun. It's fun to talk about Star Wars with with new people, you know, or Mm -hmm. people who we don't usually talk about it with Mm -hmm. and get kind of like a fresh perspective on it, you know, Mm -hmm. because we talk about it and it's, you know, we kind of talk about it in the same way. And Dana said when you were talking with our cousins about that long conversation of Star Wars, Dana said, oh, we could be recording this right now. Uh, Oh, and... um, then maybe you could interview us. Mm. I think you said that. Something like that. Yeah, it would have been nice to be able to record some of those conversations because it was fun to to explore, you know, new territory, but also things that we've already talked about as a family, but maybe not, you know, with other people. It's kind of fun to hear them mm-hmm. react to different things. Uh, yeah, so... <clears throat> So, like I said, school's out, and uh, so I'm a, I'm a teacher, and I teach early education, so it's, you know, birth to five years old, and one of uh, one of my students, it was his last, last time uh, in this class, so this is the same kid who I was talking about a couple episodes ago, he was watching 
uh, all of the movies for the first time. So we've talked about Star Wars quite a bit in class, he and I, but not not too much um, because we're not supposed to be, you know, that that's not the point of the class. <laughs> um, but he gave uh, he gave me he and his mom and, and dad gave me an end of the year present, which was really cool. It was a, and and because they know I like it's Star so Wars cute. so much, it was a it was like a Star Wars tote bag, and it also uh, inside was a mug. Uh, listing Darth Vader's expressions. Uh, <laughs> it was <laughs> funny because it was actually just the same picture over and over again. Yeah, with the different and then different words like right. sleepy or excited, and it's mm -hmm. just of course Darth Vader's mask, which never changes. But best of all, he gave me a homemade card, which was a picture of Yoda with the words "Thanked you are" on it, which is really cool. It was an awesome present, best present ever. Let's see, what other Star Warsy stuff? Well, I found my, my one pack of 3D Star Wars trading cards from the 90s. This is the, uh, the special edition uh, trading cards that came out during the special edition re-releases of the movies. Uh, and they're pretty sweet. Uh, there's only three of them. <laughs> they're 3D! Uh, they're kind of 3D, yeah. They you know kind of look like that thing where you move them a little bit and they kind of move. Um... Yeah, the price tag's still on that pack of cards. They cost four dollars. Wow. For three cards, I must have thought there was more in there because those cards are really thick. When I bought that, I can't imagine that I that I realized that there were only three of them in there. I don't know if I would have bought it when I was younger. Uh, they they were worth it. Mhm. Mm yeah. What do you guys think? And then I gave you I gave you the the cards because I don't have any use for them. So now they're part of your card collections. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. We have you... Star Wars trading cards collections. Right. Speaking of trading cards, Liam, you got some more Rebels cards. Yep. Uh, do you have the whole Rebels crew yet? Yeah. Except Ezra. Except mm. Ezra, but I do have an Ezra sticker. Oh, that's right. That's right. So you're you kind of put your Ezra sticker in the but place of. Yeah, but I don't. I don't. Um, I I don't want stickers to be it. Hmm. I want to be. I want it to be just um, normal trading cards that you trade. Right, Not right, sticking. and and you only have you only have Ezra left, right? You have the rest of the Ghost crew, you know, and you just need that one normal Ezra card to complete your collection. So, uh, hey, if anyone has cards and you want to trade, email us at forcechildren at gmail .com and uh, we could set up a trade. It'd be kind of fun. We could mail you one. You could mail us one. That'd be kind of cool. Anyway, uh, one more thing. The, the Who Wars podcast recently played a voicemail from us, and we answered a question that they posed to their listeners, and the question was, why do you love Star Wars? And we could not resist answering that question. So head on over to Who Wars, uh, give them a listen. Uh, give a listen to show 33 to hear our answer, and I'll put a link to that show in the show notes. Okay, let's head on over to the news. We have a sad start to our news. Uh, Christopher Lee died on Sunday, June 7th. He was 93 years old. And Christopher Lee is known to us Star Wars fans as Count Dooku. He's also known to a lot of people in our generations as uh, Saruman, a wizard from the Lord of the Rings and Hobbit movies. But, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, but Christopher Lee's been acting since 1947. 
That's wow. 68 years, you guys. 68 years. He's been acting longer than your grandparents have been alive. Longer than your grandparents have been alive. How old was, how old was he when he died? He was 93 died? years old when he died. And if you look at IMDB, and I don't know, you guys don't know what that is, so mm -hmm. I'll explain it really quick. It's the Internet Movie Database, is what it stands for. So it's basically, it lists every movie that people have been in. If you look up an actor, you can see every movie they've been in. Mm -hmm. Or if you look up a movie, you can see all the actors who were in that movie. Right? So it's just all, like, all the information about all the movies. But if you look at look at IMDb and look at Christopher Lee, there is not a single year since 1947 where he doesn't have an acting credit. He has been in something every single year for the last 68 years, and a lot of those years he's in like five or six or seven or eight things. Oh wow! He yes, yeah, very busy man. Uh, he he famously played another count in several movies. Count Dracula, the vampire. Wow, that's yeah. he's famous. <laughs> oh Cause, yes, because that's a, that's very famous. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And he was in a lot of ho Who's other. Count uh, Dracula. He's a vampire. Yeah. In what? He wants to suck your blood. What? In in stories. Oh. He's the most famous of the vampires. So he was also in a lot of other horror movies, yeah, with another actor of his time, Peter Cushing. Who played Tarkin in A New Hope. Yeah, yeah. I knew that sounded familiar. Yeah, Peter Cushing. I yeah. knew yeah. sounded familiar too. Yeah, so Christopher Lee, you know, <gasps> sad, but he lived a long life and has a lot had a lot to show for it. You know? That's happy. Yeah, yeah. That's happy. Uh, we could all hope to live to 93 years old and do as much as he did, you know? Except we might not. Right, we can hope to. But we can hope to do a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm hmm That's right. All right, well, on to some happier news. It was revealed, and I haven't told you guys this yet, because I wanted to save it for this episode. The name of the character who Andy Circus plays has been revealed. The name of the character. In what? In The Force Awakens. Okay. Mm-hmm. Are you ready for it? Yes. Supreme Leader Snoke. Who's that? Who's that? We don't know who that is. Oh, well, it's not a big surprise if... if I don't know why they kept it in to tell who she's playing. Because he. no, he's playing because um, we don't even know who it is. So it's it, it not that big of a surprise. Oh, that's a good, it's just a name. It's just a name, and That's we don't even know name. who it is. That's an interesting thought. Yes, Anna? I have a theory who it is. Oh, Supreme Leader Snoke. Who do you think it is? I think it is the leader of the First Order. You think so? I mean, yeah, yeah. the First Order. That's, I think I that's think a lot. The one on the snow planet. Mm, you think he, that's the guy? Like the one in the middle of the stage? Yeah. On the snow planet? You think that's Supreme Leader Snoke? Mm-hmm. <sighs> Could be. On um, Dada. There is a photo. Yes, Liam, you, you tell me while I pull up this photo of... of um, I think um, oh, Supreme... Uh, whatever his name. Whatever mm -hmm. Supreme his Leader name. Snoke. Okay, Get whatever. Used to his... saying it. Yep. Okay, his <laughs> name. Um, well, that person... Um, um, I think he's one of the people in um, the... And um, what's 
the the person who had that big castle looking thing. Maz Kanata? Yeah, Maz Kanata, one of the people one of the, that oh. pirates? One of the privates of Maz Kanata. Oh, interesting. You think he's one of the people we see in that photo, huh? Yeah. Well, this is uh, this is the photo here. I'm showing you guys the photo. I'll put this up on uh, on our website um, in our show guide. Uh, so here's the here's the photo that Andy Leibovitz took of Andy Circus in his motion capture stuff. So we don't know what Supreme Leader Snoke's gonna look like, but look at that face. Does he look like a nice guy? No. I don't know. That face he's making, right? Now that's going to be an alien face instead, but it's probably, it's going to have the same sort of expression. Remember, that's how they do this, right? Mm -hmm. So the way he moves his face, that's the way the alien is going to move the alien's face, right? Like the way we saw how he was Caesar, the, the chimpanzee, or he was Gollum. In... Wait, Caesar? Oh, remember how I showed you the, the video explaining how motion um, capture works? Yeah. Oh. And he, he played Caesar. He played the chimpanzee <laughs> in... The in chimpanzee the, that was trapped, but then he got out. That's right. That's right. What, what, in the, the, in the, of the Planet of the Apes. Planet? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that one. Okay. Yeah. So, so, the, so Supreme Leader Snoke, or at least Andy Serkis, right? Andy Serkis is the voice that says in the first teaser trailer, there has been an awakening. That voice? There has been an awakening. Have you felt it? That voice is Andy Serkis, so we can assume that voice is Supreme Leader Snoke. Unless Andy Serkis is playing two people in the movie. Mm. Or he just did a voice for that teaser, and that voice isn't going to be in the movie at all, but I have a hard time believing that. So, or, so it doesn't sound or, um, like a nice guy just voice, does necessarily. Two, she just does, um, he just does two voices. Oh, maybe. But maybe. he doesn't um, act out the Edelon. Oh, maybe. So, so you both think that he's probably a villain? Mm, yeah? Me too. Yeah? So he's the supreme leader of Anna, you think, the First Order? Mm-hmm. Yeah? Maybe he's the supreme leader of the Empire. Did, unless... There's no Empire. Well, you know, there could still be an Empire. Maybe the First Order isn't what the Empire became. We don't know. Is there the Empire and the First Order? Or are they both, are they both the same thing now? Right? We don't know. We don't know. Could he be the supreme leader of the New Republic? Hmm. But he had a frowny face. He yeah. did have a frowny face. That's a good but point, Liam. Good guys, uh, good guys in Star Wars have frowny faces sometimes too. That's true. Han frowns quite a bit. Like Luke this. frowns. <laughs> I'm not that good. Han's like this. <laughs> so I just said the phrase "New Republic," and neither of you said what "New Republic." Oh no, I didn't. <laughs> so let's talk about that for a second. That's a thing. The New Republic is a thing because. It was said in the promotional material for the Battle of Jakku level in Battlefront. That's the video game, right? And they're going to have a Battle, Jak Battle of Jakku that you can play in the video game. Mm -hmm. and, and here's what they said uh, from the Battlefront website. I'm going to read this. It says, The Battle of Jakku, the pivotal moment when the New Republic confronted key Imperial holdouts on a remote desert planet. So it says, Taking place in the aftermath of the rebel victory in the Battle of Endor. Players will experience the events that created the massive, battle-scarred landscape of Jakku, shown in Star Wars The Force Awakens. So we know that at least, you know, shortly after Endor, right, mm -hmm. there was a New Republic. Is there still a New Republic? Has it already 
been past. past, and now there's the resistance, because we know the resistance is a thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like, Poe Dameron is an X-Wing pilot of the resistance. That's something that we learned uh, during Celebration also. So, it seems like the New Republic maybe has already fallen by the time The Force Awakens comes out. Or is there a resistance and the New Republic? Maybe. Is there resistance in just one part of the galaxy? Which brings us to Star Wars Uprising. Our next news item, Star Wars Uprising. A game that takes place after Return of the Jedi. Takes place in the Anoet Sector, which includes Hoth and Bespin. And it looks pretty awesome. You guys watched the trailer with me. What do you think of it? Good. It looks pretty cool. Good. And on the website for the for the video game, which hasn't been released yet, and it's going to be just released on mobile devices, um, it talks about the different factions that you can be. And one of the factions is the Rebel Alliance. Here's the description for the Rebel Alliance. Claiming allegiance to the Rebel Alliance, but long out of contact with the larger group, the local rebels are mainly comprised of former workers displaced by the Empire and a new generation grown up during the rebellion who believe in a brighter future. So here we see a band of rebels who is not connected to the larger rebellion, which is kind of how the mm-hmm. rebels were in the TV show Rebels for mm-hmm. that first season. And uh, without getting into too many spoilers, it seems like maybe in the second season they're going to be uh, you know, working with some of the other parts of the rebellion. So is it possible that the resistance is just part of, you know, maybe just in the outer rim? Maybe in the core worlds, like Coruscant and other parts of the... What? You kind of gave out a spoiler when you said that at all, um, um, when you said that they might be working with at all parts of the rebellion. Yeah, well, that's why I said not to give too many, too much of a spoiler. So people know that it's possible that... They maybe took their earbud out, and now they're putting it back in. That's what I do. Whenever anyone starts talking about Harry Potter on any podcast that I listen to, I take my headphones out, and I have to let it play without listening to it. <laughs> and then I give it like five minutes, and then I put my headphone back in. Because I don't want the ending, I don't want the last book to be spoiled for me. So, so I think that's pretty interesting, and this game looks really cool. Um, check it out, it's PlayStarWarsUprising.com. Go there, uh, take a look. They got a lot of really cool stuff on this website where you can look at the different um, different factions, and there's a really great trailer video for it. Um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to this game, and it's going to be free, but then you're going to have to pay money probably to to do cool things in it, which I really don't like to do. So I might just play the free part and call it good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll see. So, but I really like it. I mean, it's canon, and it's really cool to kind of see a little slice of what it's like after after Return of the Jedi. In the aftermath of Return of the Jedi. <laughs> There's that book Aftermath coming out. That's going to also show us what it's like in a world after the Empire, basically. I love that the, the, the voiceover for this trailer is is someone who works for the Empire, like one of the admirals or one of the moths or something saying that that the Death Star has not been destroyed and the Emperor is not dead and this is all a rumor and you must obey the Empire and this is really interesting they're like the trying Emperor to... is dead <clears throat> but, but not the Empire well sure but this guy's even saying the Emperor isn't 
right? He's oh, totally lying and, and saying that nothing, you know, nothing bad has happened. The rebellion is no more. Uh, you know, go about your business. Uh, you know, just keep following the empire and and uh, do what we say, and no one's going to get hurt. You know, and but once the word gets out, once more and more people learn that no, the, the second Death Star blew up, and the Emperor and Darth Vader are dead. Once people learn that, then the rebellion's going to grow so much that it'll just take over the emperor, empire, you know, mm -hmm. I think. So So it makes sense that they're trying to, to stop that information from getting out. So I really like that they're dealing with, with that kind of stuff in this. Um, kind of gives you a little bit of an idea of what the galaxy is like leading up to The Force Awakens. So here's a little bit of news also that came out. Uh, Gary Witta is a writer who is who was writing the... Uh, the first draft of Rogue One. Okay, he was writing the movie that will become Rogue One. He's not writing it anymore, but he did start start writing it, and then it kind of got moved over to a different writer, right? But he started on it, and he just uh, on Twitter wrote a tweet uh, not too long ago that said, "Writing an episode of Star Wars Rebels while my daughter sits in my office in Rebels pajamas watching Rebels." Hashtag Star Wars Rebels. <laughs> That's a lot of Rebels in one tweet. Yeah. <laughs> That's a lot of Rebels in one tweet. But I think this is pretty cool because he's he's writing a movie about these Rebels who steal the plans to the first Death Star. We know that much about Rogue One, right? Mm -hmm. And now he's writing an episode of Rebels, the TV show. So I wonder whether or not those two things might connect somehow, right? Do you think that we're going to see some people from Rogue One in Star Wars Rebels? Maybe. Might we see someone from Rebels in Rogue One? Maybe. <laughs> would be cool. That would be really cool. Alright, let's have some canon news. The canon news song! Yeah, the canon news song! Yeah! Well, the fact that there is a New Republic could count as canon news, but we're going to go with something different today. And our canon news today actually relates to that first sad story in the news, uh, Christopher Lee and Peter Cushing. They were both stars of many horror movies put out by a studio called Hammer Films Productions. Now, for people who don't know, and if you're a young kid, hopefully you've never really seen one of these, but a horror movie is basically just a movie about scary stuff. I think Anna and Liam, the closest thing you've come to watching a horror movie was probably Jurassic Park. Or maybe <laughs> the fifth or fourth Harry Potter movie. Oh, yeah, I guess. Maybe a little bit. But those aren't that scary for me. Yeah, and in me, Jurassic me, Park, neither. in Jurassic Park, I did have you close your eyes when Mr. Arnold's arm was on the screen, because that was just a little bit too gross. Well, today in canon news... Wait, who's Mr. Arnold? <laughs> the, um... Mr. Arnold is played by Samuel L. Jackson, Mace Windu. Oh, yep, now yep, I remember. Yep. So, he got um, yeah. killed by a Velociraptor. Yeah, yeah. So, today in canon news, according to the canon short story Rebel Bluff, there are horror hollows in the Star Wars galaxy. This comes to us in issue number 158 of Star Wars Insider. The story Rebel Bluff is about a Lando Calrissian Sabacc game gone wrong. And Visago from Rebels is in this story. And in it, the story says about him, quote, 
The gangster gave Lando a sharp-toothed smile that could have made him a star in a horror hollow. And here the word hollow is short for, like, holonet program. Like a program that would be on the holonet, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's like a television show, basically, mm-hmm. but a hologram. Mm. And the holonet, which the hollows play on, is what we're seeing in Rebels when the crew sees, like, those transmissions from Gal Travis. Mm-hmm. That's the holonet that they're watching. So now we know that it's not only news on the holonet, but also fictional stories, like horror shows. <laughs> you know? There's mm-hmm. horror movies in Star Wars. Isn't that interesting? Like, people yep. in Star Wars can watch TV and watch horror movies. Well, Wait, they, <laughs> they watched a horror movie? Well, no, they didn't, but they, you know, we know now that, that it is a thing that someone could watch from this story because it, it compares Visago to someone in a horror hollow. And hollow is short for like TV program or movie, right? Uh, that'd be kind of fun to see like an in-universe Star Wars horror story make an interesting anthology film, I think. <laughs> that'd be kind of fun. What's anthology again? Oh, like Rogue One, the, the standalone movies. Those are called anthology movies. Oh. Yeah. All right, let's have a joke. <laughs> Laugh it up, fuzzball. Yay, joke time! What do you call a droid who leaves for a bit, but then comes back? Uh, I don't know. BRB8. Huh? Okay, there are people out there who are laughing at that right now, but you guys don't understand it, so I'll explain it to you. Okay. I think it's funny. Uh, <laughs> okay, so uh, BRB stands for Be Right Back. So if someone's like chatting with you on the internet or whatever, someone might have to leave for a bit and then come back. They, they type BRB. It means Be Right Back. So a droid who leaves for a bit but then comes back is BRB-8. Oh, that's how, what they yeah, call them. That's what they call them. So like R four, R two, D two, something like that. Or BB eight. Or BB eight. Yeah, BRB eight. Get it? Yeah. BRB eight. Now we get it. <laughs> that's funny, actually. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's not as funny when you have to explain it, but I think hopefully there are some a few people out there who got it without having to explain it, and at least chuckled a little bit. That's really all I ask. Just a little chuckle. <laughs> Thanks, Anna. <laughs> All right, let's have a review. Today, we are reviewing Princess Leia number three and number four, which we just recently read. Personally, really quick before we start reviewing this, I gotta, I gotta say, I was honored to be mentioned by uh, Justin Bolger on episode number 355 of the Forcecast. The hosts of the Forcecast had taken issue with the Empire hunting down Alderanians. They thought it didn't seem like something the Empire would do. And uh, I pointed them to a short story in an issue of Star Wars Insider called 1,000 Levels Down about an Alderanian brother and sister being hunted down on Coruscant by the Empire. 
And uh, Justin gave me props on the show, and I'm going to just say thank you to the Forcecast for everything, honestly. There are days when I consider temporarily changing the name of this podcast to Children of the Forcecast. That's how much influence that show has had on me and how I feel and uh, think about Star, uh, about Star Wars podcasts. Uh, they were my first and still easily one of my favorite Star Wars podcasts of all time. So, Forcecast. They're cool. Uh, but let's talk about Leia 3 and 4. And uh, spoiler warning for these, we're going to talk about what happens in the comics. Um, I'd say skip ahead 10 minutes or so if you don't want to be spoiled, but eh, it's nothing too groundbreaking, so you may as well just listen. So issue 3 starts with Leia and Yvonne traveling with the Alderanians from Naboo to Sullust, where they find more Alderanians in a cave. But these Alderanians don't trust anyone. Nope. They're totally paranoid. And their leader is Jora, who they call the Preserver. Uh, she doesn't trust Leia. She thinks that Leia's working for the Empire. Uh, and Jora's people find out that a transmission went out from Leia's ship to the Empire. And that transmission was from the Alderanian Tace, talking to her sister Tula, if you remember. Who, and Tula's working for the Empire in some way. Anyway, there's a recording of one of these transmissions from Taste to Tula, and it's played over the speakers. And Jorah thinks it's too loud, I guess? Do you remember this, where it's being played over the speakers? And Jorah says, What the Sith is this? <laughs> That's what she says. She says, What the Sith is this? I guess that's a phrase that people say in Star Wars. That's a canon phrase now. And I think it's Sith is standing in for a a swear word that also starts with S. Yeah. I think I know it. Yeah, yeah. So it's just really interesting that that is a phrase. Like, the Sith are kind of not really all that well known, I don't think, in the galaxy. They're more of a legend. I don't know. It just seems weird that someone would say, what the Sith is this, but... What, I would have preferred Carabast, maybe, right? She thinks it's so loud, she says, Carabast! <laughs> that's that's what Zeb says. And actually, Lando uses that word in that short story from our canon news segment. Uh, he actually uses the word Carabast, and yeah. then he, he says that he, he learned it from a, a rebel that he hung out with recently or something. That <laughs> 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 was pretty cool. Uh, so anyway, Jorah tells everyone to shoot Leia and Yvonne, and they start to run away, and then the Empire shows up, and Leia, Yvonne, and R2 end up in a mine that's abandoned, and we see an abandoned mine cart. And R2 has an idea. Hmm. And then we see R2 in this flying car. But I don't know how it flew. Wasn't that weird? Me neither! Isn't that just weird? Oh, R2 made it flew with his uh, jet things? Made it fly with his jet things? I don't know. But, but the cart... I mean, it's weird enough that R2's like in a flying car. But the, but the car also has the word mine on the side of it. It says yes. mine 5601 written on it. But it's not even in Arabic. It's in like our alphabet. M I N E, mine. Like it's a mine cart. But why wouldn't they put it in Arabic? I don't know. This this issue kind of had me scratching my head a little bit. Kind of wondering what was going on. It it seemed kind of confusing to me. Mhm. Yeah. Um yeah. And, and, and someone else had mentioned that, someone on a different podcast had mentioned that this, uh, this kind of looked like a, uh, R2-D2 Hot Wheels. Here, let me, I'm going to pull, pull up R2-D2 Hot Wheels. So R2 in that car kind of looked like <laughs> R2 in the Hot Wheels. 
Oh yeah, it does. <laughs> Which is just kind of ridiculous. Like, are we going to see the the C three PO RV next? I don't know. It was just kind of silly. Um, but you know, that's kind of one of the reasons why I, al- I never also... saw that C three PO car. Oh, you've never seen that C three PO RV? Yeah, it's pretty fun. But it's just one of the reasons why I kind of like this comic too, though, because it's kind of silly. It doesn't take itself too seriously. What do you think, Anna? Kind of. But R2-D2 has an idea, and he goes to get the rock renders. What do you guys think of those monsters, the I rock renders? I didn't know he went to get them. Oh, yeah. He went to go get them. Oh. He, I know. Like I said, this this issue is kind of confusing, right? He did? He, he went to go get them? He went to get them, and then he led them to where all the stormtroopers were. Because they oh, were wow. following him because they wanted to attack him. I guess... I don't know why they were following him, because they didn't attack him. They attacked the stormtroopers. I know. I don't know. But it turns out that the rock renders are foodies uh, who crave a certain mouthfeel. And that's a word that actually is used in the comic. Mouthfeel. They like the mouthfeel of the stormtrooper armor. <laughs> uh. That's funny. So they attack the stormtroopers and save the day. And Jorah sees the error of her ways, and she's like, look at... And, I don't know, it's kind of cheesy. She's like, everyone look at this woman, you know, and you think that she's going to say, shoot her, but instead she says, all hail the princess princess of Alderaan. And then he said, then she was like, kneel all at your knees. Yeah, oh, kneel. That's right, kneel. Yeah. (laughs) Kneel at your knees of the princess of Alderaan. Yeah. What did you guys think of this issue? I, I felt like when we were reading it together, toward the middle, I just started kind of rushing through it. Like I was afraid you were going to get bored. Did you feel bored at all when we were reading this this issue? No, nope, When they go to Solace? Liam, you weren't? Anna, nope, you kind of were? kind of. Yeah. On a, on oh, a, kind of when they go to Solace. Yeah? Yeah. A little bit, yeah. I liked the comic, but I didn't love it. I think issue two is my favorite so far, since it has those those flashbacks of Leia on Alderaan with Bale. I really like that. And also on Naboo seeing seeing that image of Padme, you know, stuff like that really. I think maybe the fourth or second might be my favorite. Oh yeah. Oh and Daddy, it seems like in every series the fourth and the second are my favorite. Huh. Cause in the series I'm reading right now, the second was my favorite and the fourth is really, really good to me. And uh-huh. then Harry Potter, the second and the well, the second and the fourth are the perfect scariness for me, mm, except yeah. the fifth one's my favorite. Oh. So it's like two and four. Huh. In the series, yeah. I don't really get it. It's interesting. So quick rating for this one on a scale of one to 17. Anna? One to 17. Yep, one to 17. Mm, that's hard. Um, I think I'll say about eight. Okay, Liam? Ten. Yeah. Ten is mostly on all of mine. Hmm. On a scale of one to seventeen, you're giving it a ten. Well, actually. Yeah. I, yeah, maybe ten. Yeah, ten. Good. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna say eleven. Yeah. I liked it, but I did not love it. And then we have Leia number four. This is the second to last issue of Princess Leia. Penultimate. Hmm? Penultimate. Penultimate means second to last. There's your oh. word. There's your word for the day. Okay. Repeat after me. Penultimate. 
penultimate. <laughs> penultimate, Liam. Penultimate. 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 Like pen, then ultimate. Penultimate. You could say this is penultimate Star Wars. <laughs> okay, so this is the penultimate issue. I don't get it. Because uh, there's that book called Ultimate Star Wars. And this is penultimate Star Wars. Ultimate is in the word penultimate. <laughs> I get it, I get it, I get it. Okay. So, <laughs> Leia is on the Lord June again, which is a really odd name for a ship, if I could say so myself. Because that's the person who owns the I ship. I know, name. it's weird. It'd be like you calling your car the Liam Nowatsky. <laughs> it's just like, how much, how, how, how much in love with yourself do you have to be to name your car after yourself. Your I, know. I don't know. You're so just, you're, that's a, in a really weird way. Yeah. So Leia's on there, and a bunch of other people are on there too, right? Yvonne's on there with her, of course. Uh, Nia Num is there. He's a smuggler, apparently, and he's giving them weapons. Uh, and Leia returns that favor with a necklace of her mother's. What did you think about that? Leia putting that necklace on Nia Num. This is my thank you, and she had like a little mini ceremony for him to thank him for helping them out. That was weird. <laughs> it was a little odd, romantic thing. Oh, was it romantic? No, it was not romantic. It was. That's how Liam felt about it. That's romantic. fine. Yeah. Hmm. And also, of course, aboard the ship are the Alderanians they've saved. Uh, there's Paris and Tace and the other ones from Naboo, and then and there's Jora. Oh, I think that's all. That's Paris. Her first name is Uwe, I think. Uwe Paris, yeah. Um, and then there's Jorah and the Alderanians from Sullust. Mm-hmm. And Jorah finds the spy on the Lord June, the one who was communicating with the Empire, who is really just Tace, and she had no idea that her sister was working for the Empire, right? So, so then Leia gave herself up for... Oh. So, yep. um... Well, let's... So, um... <laughs> So Tace's sister could be with her. Mm, that's right. That's right. Because well, she that's... she didn't like being part of the Empire because the Empire wasn't being nice. To that's right. Do her. That's right. But remember, so remember though how Le- how Leia told Jorah to let Tace go, and Jorah seemed really mad about that. And her like advisor says that he, she should make up her mind. Like, are you going to follow Leia or are you going to? you know, do something about it. And he said, you got to make up your mind. And then she has like this mean look and says, perhaps I have. Who did? Maybe I have made up my mind. Jorah. Jorah said that. And I wonder, like, are they going to do something with that? Is Jorah going to try to like take out Leia? I don't know. Because it seemed like at the at the end of the last Maybe issue, she, it seemed she's like... she's going to get saved in the fifth one. Hmm. Who? Leia. Oh, well, right, because, well, we'll see. We'll, we're going to make, make our way through it. Yeah, We're just kind of going through it so other, we can talk about kind of yeah. what we read and stuff. So, uh, but really quick, I want to take a little diversion and not talk about the content so much, but talk about what this comic kind of does that I think is really cool. Mm-hmm. So there are a whole five pages of this issue that do not have a single man on them. There are five whole pages without a single man. Wait, one. There's five. I counted them. Really? Yep. That's five awesome. Pages. <laughs> that is awesome. And, you know, I've heard some griping about this, some complaining about this comic on different podcasts. Uh, but I just want to make sure that we kind of understand. Who? Why? Just, just different people. I just, uh, they just don't like it. They don't like the comic. They don't think it's any good. And I just want to make sure that we understand what we have here in this comic. First of all, it's a comic about Princess Leia, which is really rare. 
and way more rare than it should be. The main characters in this comic are all female. Mm-hmm. They have discussions with each other that have nothing to do with men. They discuss things. They're not just talking about men. They're talking about all sorts of things, right? Mm-hmm. That's one of the problems is when a lot of times in movies and stuff, when you have like two women talking, unfortunately, a lot of times they're talking about a man, which is too bad because, you know, women talk about other things. It's not, the world does not revolve around men, Mm-mm. right? So that's not how, how comics and TV shows and movies should be either, right? We should be able to see females, other women, and girls talking about things that aren't men. Like <laughs> so, in Star Wars War. Sure. Yeah, they're talking about their the rebellion family. and all that stuff. Yeah, exactly. And also, most of the women in this comic kick butt. Yeah, they do. <laughs> and, you know, it's only five issues. That's one of the drawbacks. And it doesn't seem but to have... Um, Leia actually did say, I'm going to kick her butt in mm-hmm. it. Does she? Yeah, okay. she does. Cool. I don't. I forgot who. Another another drawback is that it doesn't seem to have the same, um, like gravity as the other new Marvel comics as far as like how it affects canon. But there is good stuff here. The story is is good. The art is uh, impressionistic, sort of. It's not like totally lifelike, but um, but I think it's working. Uh, we talked about the art in our first review of one and two, and I think we liked it. It's it's pretty good. There's a few panels that are kind of hard to understand because of the art, but for the most part, I think it's pretty good. And I look forward to seeing how it concludes. And I don't want to sound like I'm accusing anyone of anything here, but I think that it's important to try to think through why people might not like this comic. Could it have something to do with the fact that it's got a lot of women in it? I mean, could that have something to do with it? I think it's an important question to ask ourselves. Like, if you don't like this comic, just ask yourself, like, would you like it more if, instead of women, this comic was about men? No. And, but, but I'm saying, for some people, that might be the case. It's important to try to, try to understand when we're maybe being sexist without realizing it. I guess. Right? So, it's possible that we would, you know, we would look at it different. Some people would look at it differently if it was about men instead of about women. Um, it just seems pretty coincidental to me that this is the one comic that a lot of people seem to be criticizing. It's also the one comic that's about women. You know what I mean? So I want to make sure that, that the larger Star Wars fan world, you know, they, they understand exactly why they don't like this comic and maybe try to look at it a different way. Maybe. You know, it could just be that you just don't like the story, and that's fine. But it also could be because it's all about women. And if that's the case, well, you need to reevaluate why you like stories, I think. So, anyway, back to the comic. And this is getting really long, so I'm just going to cut to the chase. Well, there is no chase. But Leia ends up trading herself to the Empire for Tace's sister, who is going to be killed otherwise. And meanwhile, Jorah and Paris go to the planet Isperian to try to convince some Alderanians to join them, but the Alderanians have had kids with the native Isperians, and Jorah is being all racist or speciesist or whatever you want to call it about it. And I like where this is going. They're exploring some big issues. I'm excited to see the conclusion. It looks promising. I can't imagine there's going to be a planet somewhere for the Alderanians, though, to live on. I mean, what are they going to do? Liam, what do you think they're going to do once they get all these Alderanians? Um, what are they going to do with them? Um, help make... Well, put them on a 
in a very, very, very safe place. Yeah. So they won't get hurt, and they won't. So oh, put them somewhere where the empire will, will never think that they got put there. Hmm. Yeah, I wonder where that would be. I wonder what that would be. Hmm. Anna, what, where do you think? They could make a little space station in um mm -hmm. the like a little a, actually a big space station mm -hmm. out in space, and then they could just. All the other aliens could just live there, and inside mm. they could make like plant, like, mm. mm -hmm. like grow like plants and sure. stuff to make sure. it look like Alderaan. I mean, Alderaan, right? Wait, Yeah, that's that's interesting. That's a good idea. And they could hang up like Alderaanian art and mm -hmm. have you know musicians, and I think that's the whole kind of idea is to preserve the culture. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, maybe you know. It would be great if they had their planet still, but if, you know, mm -hmm. home is where the heart is, they say. Um, I kind of feel like Leia's mission to unite the Alderanians might fail. Could it end that way? Hmm. I don't know. I don't want it to, but it could. Guess it could. And I, I just kind of am excited to see how she escapes from the Empire I this time. I hope it doesn't. I hope it doesn't. So I feel like, I, I feel like this doesn't. comic, I feel like this comic should end with a, like a, like a voice... Like the the voice from Korra, the news announcer voice. Mm -hmm. You know what voice? Wait, what? Like what uh, voice? How will Leia escape from the Empire this time? Tune in next month. You know, <laughs> same Leia time, same Leia channel. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case, um, you don't actually. None of you know that are listening. Um, Daddy was putting his finger up to his nose to make that sound. Yeah, you just got to plug one nostril. <laughs> one nostril. Or if you don't know what Korra is, or Avatar. Avatar is no. after the last Airbender is a show, and Korra comes after it. Mm -hmm. True. Okay, we're going to give this one a rating, but in, in honor of one of my new favorite podcasts called The Expanded Comicsverse. Uh, this is a podcast where they talk about all the new comics. We're going to give this comic an absurd rating. It's going to be a silly rating, okay? Mm -hmm. So, Anna, give us a rating on a scale of aliens in Star Wars. Okay, so I'm going to give this, uh, on a scale of Star Wars aliens, I'm going to give this comic three Quarrens, one Sulliston, and half an Ewok. How about you, Anna? I have no idea how to rate that. Liam, how many Star Wars aliens are you going to give? How many of what kind um, of aliens are you going to give this comic? Um, two Ewoks, mm -hmm. one Jawa, um, um, eight humans. Oh, my. Um, <laughs> and, um, oh, six Twi'leks. Six Twi'leks. Um, and, uh... Half of, um, half of a lightsaber. No, half of, uh, um, uh, what's the alien? Um, and a wookie and half of a, uh, a nothing. Half of a nothing, okay. Anna, well, actually, you? just one more wookie, two wookies. Oh, two wookies, gotcha. Um, three Twi'leks. Mm-hmm. Two Wookiees. Mm hmm. Hmm. Do you already do Jawas? Oh. Two Wookiees. 
two Jawas mm -hmm. and uh, uh, and a half an Ewok. <laughs> okay. Alright. Let's head on over to the question and answer council. The force and its wisdom are all around us. Ask your will a yes or no question. Sense the force in my left hand. Press it and answer you, I will. Okay, here's my question. I'm going to start this time. Okay. If you could form a new Jedi Order, what one rule would you change? It says about? rules right there. Does it say rules? I'm, I'm changing it. What one rule would you change? Liam, what rule would you change? That you can't be in love with somebody. Hmm. That you, that you can't have a relationship. You would change the rule that says you can't be in a relationship with somebody. Okay. Anna? I think same as Liam. Me too. That was quick. <laughs> Alright, Liam, what's your question for the question and answer council? Or Anna, whoever comes up with one. First. I have one. Okay, What Anna. is... Oh, uh, go ahead, um, Liam. Wait, yeah, I can go. Okay, Anna. What is your favorite alien? Like, species. Oh, favorite type of alien? Hmm. Um. 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 Ewok. Nice. Ewok. Uh, I'm going to go with... I really like... Poof. Wow, I don't know. <laughs> That's a hard one. Um, Just pick one that you like. What? Poof me in? <laughs> I'm going to go with... I'm gonna go with the uh, the type of alien that Yoda is. Okay. Which there is no name of. Really? Really. Oh wow. I have two. Okay. Wookie and Ewok. Oh, you like the furry furry guys, huh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah Wookie and Ewok for me too. Okay, Liam, it's your turn to ask a question. Mm. What is your question for the question and answer council? If you could be one type of Jedi, who would you be? Oh, if I could be one Jedi, who would I be? That's a hard one. Hmm. Well, I I kind of, like, I think my favorite Jedi is Yoda, I think. Chewhaka. Or Obi-Wan. I would be Chewhaka. But. He's not a Jedi. Chu is there a Jedi named Chewhaka? Yeah. There, if there is, it's Legends. August made it up. Oh, oh your friend, your friend made it up. Okay. Um, I don't know. I'm gonna say I'm just gonna go with Obi Wan, because, uh, because mommy really likes Ewan McGregor. Uh, I would go with. Wait, wait, it's my turn. No, it's my turn. Oh yeah, the person who asks the question is the last person to answer. Right. Yeah. Either Princess Leia, because I know she has Jedi powers. Oh, do you think she's gonna go? With or Ahsoka. She. Spoiler alert, was a Padawan. Mm. So, mm -hmm. I, or Ahsoka. Yeah, yeah, cool. How about you, Liam? And she's awesome, too. Yeah, uh, she is. Um, I would be, um, let's see. I think I would go with Luke. Luke. Luke or Obi Obi-Wan or Ahsoka. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Awesome. Cool. Well, or Anakin. This convenes. <laughs> Isn't that a lot? Con thus convenes our lot? meeting of the question and answer council. That but is a lot, Liam. Yes. All right. Well, thank you for listening to episode eight of Children of the Force. 
If you'd like to reach out to us online, you can contact us on Twitter at Force Children. On Facebook, we are Children of the Force. You can email us at forcechildren at gmail.com. Go to our website, childrenoftheforce.com. And while you're on that website, click on the link on the left-hand side of the page that says Send Children of the Force a Voicemail, and that'll take you to a SpeakPipe page where you can leave us a voicemail from the comfort of your computer. It's easy. Do it. Come on. Do it. Please. And finally, leave us a review on iTunes or Stitcher or anywhere else you listen to us. Uh, doing so will make it easier for more people to find us. And hey, while you're out there on the internet, give the Forcecast a listen. They sure don't need my help, since I'm positive they get thousand times the listeners that we get. But they're a great show and deserve some recognition for being the Star Wars institution that they are. And don't forget, again, to check out our voicemail on the Who Wars podcast, episode number 33. And subscribe to Who Wars while you're at it. It's good stuff. Okay, anything else to add, either of you? Mm-mm. No? Liam, you got anything else? No. No? Okay, then for Children of the Force... Oh, I do have something. Oh, oh no, I don't. Okay. For Children of the Force, then, I'm Al. I'm Anna. I'm Liam. And... May the Force be with you! <laughs> wait, 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 wait. How could I forget to mention, during the news, that the premiere of Season 2 of Rebels is airing this Saturday, June 20th, on Disney XD. Don't listen to this part if you have not seen the end of Rebels Season 1. Just uh, stop listening right now. Mark this episode as listened to, and I'll see you on the other side. But yes, uh, The Siege of Lothal. Uh, We will be watching it. I cannot wait. And... We're going to be doing a Reaction Core episode, not only for this TV movie, The Siege of Lothal, uh, which is, you know, the two episodes put together, but we're also going to be doing a quick recap of season one and um, kind of getting the the kids, uh, their thoughts on what season two will bring. And we'll record that before we watch The Siege of Lothal. And then after we watch The Siege of Lothal, we're going to come back and record a reaction to that So, uh, that should be coming out next week. Really looking forward to that. Um, all the promo material has been great, if not a little bit too spoilery in my opinion. Um, but it looks like it's going to be awesome and I can't wait to see more of Vader and Ahsoka and it's going to be great. Now back to your regularly scheduled outro music. Thank <laughs> you.